You've obviously taken a couple of years since the release of NJM Volume 1 and you put out Navy Black. Was the plan all along? Was it going to be one volume, another album, and the second volume? That was not the plan. <laughs> plan was, you know, to release a volume every year. But I felt like the second volume that was deserving of being called a second volume wasn't ready at the time last year. Not that I settled, but I was somewhere else uh, creatively. And creatively, I was in Navy Black. I think just because of what's going on politically and around us, uh, that album sort of made me want to regress back to my roots and who I am and like just, you know, get that right in, in terms of the music before I sort of move on to something else that's more broad uh, based. I mean, yeah. that's mature of you. So how has your mindset changed between creating Navy Black versus Jam Volume 2? It kind of showed me that, yo, this is the standing point you should be directing your music towards. You know, this is what you like, this is what you listen to every day, this is what you relate to, this is what moves you. So let's see what moves you, if it will move everybody else. That's sort of the role of an artist. We take that gamble. We try and make something that a lot of people will sort of relate to. The first one was sort of the little brother and this is the bigger brother. In terms of maturity, you can tell that, okay, cool, this is dope, but this is doper. The music industry has evolved a lot since you released the initial project. Definitely in kind of like a hip-hop strong phase and then OM sort of originated and we've had Ama Piano since. How has that affected your taste and the way you make your music? That's just music. That's different styles of music. Music styles come and go. Hip-hop has not been shaken for the past, I don't know how many years. House has not been shaken for the past how many years. It's just really like preference at the end of the day, you know, and as an artist, if you're getting shaken by what's happening outside, how are you going to sort of build the foundation or make sure that your house is strong so i think maybe in the past couple of months or this year before this last quarter hip-hop sort of took a backseat a little bit you know people were still finding themselves trying to see how they adjust in this new climate trying to see like if they fit in trying to see if the music is still taken or like bored or being received well and it really just was about keeping the main thing the main thing you know if we keep the main thing the main thing like record dope records and you put them out we had a shortage of hip-hop at, at a certain time of the year and if we didn't have that maybe we would have still been stronger maybe we would have been fighting the yanos maybe we would have been fighting the gorms you know recently people started dropping again so i dropped younger dropped aka dropped shane eagle dropped nasty dropped a song as well i don't know what else we dropped but i know a couple of people are going to be dropping right now and we're getting back into conversation and that's all it really has about when people rely on you for collaborations they have a lot of faith in your work because you've done so well over the process of your career i mean is, yeah. is that a sense of pressure knowing that south africa's biggest artists the most reputable mcs are coming to you with their vulnerabilities exposed and you know you have to make something very special with it I love it because we sort of thrive on vulnerability. When someone's vulnerable, you sort of look to them and be like, wow, that's brave. Oh, you said that? Oh, you addressed that matter? Oh, you spoke about depression? Oh, that's dope. I have depression. Oh, cool. I relate, you know? So that's that's sort of our job. So when people actually in their vulnerable state, that's the best time to make music. Just get people in their vulnerable state. like. And it just so happens that I was making music around that time. I sit with MT. I have MT on a joint. I got him at the point where he had just left his label and he was fending for himself and reality was slapping in all different ways and in that point he was very vulnerable and the music came out that's what i, I sort of dig about artists 
If you listen back to some of the stuff you've made over the last little while, can you feel that those personal changes you spoke about earlier are present in the sounds you're making? It's always been deeper. When an artist sort of pulls up, we sort of speak about the topic of the song. I don't just like songs that just sing about nothing. It doesn't make me happy, personally. So every song for me, I have to sort of relate. And I think because you're going through something and you sort of project it in a song, I guess I'm sort of steering the narrative when, when I'm colliding with artists with me i'm just trying to get you out of your comfort zone and get you to doing something that would suit you still but that's like still dope you know but you haven't done it sometimes i was afraid to take the leap from the highs of osama what's it like to get back into the ground and did that play a role in deciding that maybe black wasn't perhaps something that could be called njm volume 2 imagine you just dropping your first song it does well then you drop an album because I was already like in the process of just continuing this music thing. The following year, you win a summer. It's like, Ish. okay, what what do you do now, smart guy? Like, so this is where finding myself came into play because you can live in delusional worlds and people, you know, sort of rubbing you up the right way and just telling you what you want to hear and people just being in your space just for the sake of being in your space. Blah 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 blah. blah for you to get out of that and get back into a mode where your your brain is hungry it's difficult but all it means is switching everything off gotta get off social media you gotta stop partying you gotta there's just so many things you gotta stop doing and you gotta do things that are different totally to your schedule but once you get that right you get back into this hunger mode and that's when your creativity and that's when everything just flows you're gonna get back into the reason why you started doing what you were doing what did you do? Were you like surfing or whatever? <laughs> what, how did you spend your time? <laughs> One of the things we did was I went to a farm for about a week or two. <laughs> DJ Slick, hip hop extraordinaire, is going to a farm to find himself. We went to a farm, but we took all our music stuff. You know, we took our production, we took our little studios. Uh, sleeping in huts, just being around nature the animals just living simple and just keeping the main thing the main thing it just changed my perspective on everything and like that's what actually started uh this journey you know i'm like actually i'm like you know what dude you made dope music people like it so do what you need to do i don't want to do this but i'm gonna do it any personal favorites from the album which which one stands out for you right now that, that you think we should oh, be spinning you see it's like as a dad when you say which one's your favorite child <laughs> I can't have a favorite child. I love all my children. I just hate steering people's ideas, but I personally love luxury because it is about my ex girlfriend. I was trying to live a better life and imagine the extraordinary life, and it was just like, uh, when I look back at it, it's like, man, I really make a dope song though. But imagine being that girl right now. Yo! <laughs> yeah, she's burning at this moment. Really. Social media at Slick, S-L-I-Q-E, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, sort of same. DJ Slick, thanks for your time, bro. Shout out to you, legend. Me. It's good to be chatting to you. Easy, we'll see you soon. Yes, we'll you, will. Okay, you will. Fantastic.